0: Hi, Cara. Hi, Vanessa. We got such a good question from a dad. I'm actually going to read it because he frames the question in a way that both raises something to discuss and also talks about the wonderful ways he's already tried to reach his kin and address this issue. And I really appreciate having his his universe laid out for us as we think about answering this question. So the topic today is about kids and orthodonture and dealing with that. But I'm going to read his question first so we have the framework. Okay. Not sure if I missed it on a past episode, but can you talk about walking a kid through getting an expander, retainer, and braces? I'm going through it while co-parenting a nine-year-old girl and just had the call from her mom about not liking the way her teeth appeared as they move. I reinforced how beautiful she is, that it may be uncomfortable and look awkward, but also that means it's working and that it's exciting. And I'm just like, I so feel for this parent because we have been there and
1: I had braces for so many
0: years. How I many years neck, did you have braces? I had
1: a neck gear. Did you have a neck gear or a head gear? No, wait. I know a head gear. I did not have it, but you
0: had a neck
1: gear. A neck gear. So the head gear went over the whole head, and the neck gear just went around your. I'm doing like a visual, but oh, no yeah. one see around your mouth. Right? It was called neck yeah. gear, and it would pop out every night, and I would wake up in the morning being stabbed in the neck by my neck gear. It was years and years and years. How
0: long did you have braces for?
1: I think at least three years, probably longer, probably more like four. When I look at pictures and I think about the trajectory, I mean, it was a chaotic situation going on in my mouth. So I'm grateful (sighs) to my parents for having put me through that. But that's exactly what this gets to. You know, it's like, oh. So
0: I only had braces. I had an orthodontist who didn't believe in long periods of time of braces because of TMJ headaches. So I had many, 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 many retainers over Mm. the course of many years. And I actually think my older siblings never had braces and they both have wonderful teeth. Nick and I had shocking teeth. We both have like a hundred fillings and we had orthodonture for like (laughs) I don't know. A decade. porn Nick has made a television show about his mouth. I just talk about it on episodes.
1: You know what's funny about this moment right now? I usually stay 100% focused on the podcast when we're recording, but I just texted my son to say, reminder, you have to call the orthodontist for oh your God. follow-up appointment because he has, get this one, it's newfangled, but it's not. This is probably 20-year-old technology. He has a permanent retainer. In oh now. yeah, that's the whole thing now. Oh my God, which is both amazing because I can't lose them and hygienically disgusting. Well, that's why,
0: I mean, this disgusting. is- By the way, listener question, I promise we're gonna get to we're your question. Get there. But, we're gonna get there. But so three of my four kids are finished with braces and my fourth is about six weeks away from getting his braces off.
1: I mean, this child speaking- He's going to get his braces off on my birthday. Is that pretty much what's going to happen?
0: He's going to celebrate your birthday by getting his braces off.
1: But he
0: has had orthodonture for years. He had a palate expander. He had this, he had that. And now he's this close to being done. And they were like, do you want to give him a permanent retainer on the bottom? And I was like, what are the hygienic challenges to that? And they were like, a lot of hygienic challenges. And I said, no, my 12 year old cannot. I said, is there a point later on where I can put one in? And they were like, yeah, if his teeth don't move too much. So, yeah, the permanent retainer thing is great if you have a kid who is like really good at brushing their teeth
1: and flossing around a permanent retainer, which is oh, no please. easy feat. I mean, that's like flossing, try flossing with none. Right. I, it's I mean, the F word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure any. Child that lives in my house flosses. I'm not sure. Maybe my oldest does now.
1: Okay, so let's now dial it back to this
0: beautiful question. Doesn't it just like make you just feel everything? This question it
1: does because it's all about self esteem. I mean, let's put the orthodonter medical stuff aside. And there really is a there's a medical reason to deal with the orthodonter. Let me just be very clear. I have friends who have one very close friend from medical school. This was the first time I before I even realized in the capacity of a doctor, how important orthodontist was. It was a friend of mine who sat next to me in medical school who started to cry and lecture one day because as a 20-something year old, she had to get braces because she had never had her teeth corrected when she was younger. And her, she had a jaw that was particularly small and things were just moving in and moving in and moving in. And her mouth was like, literally it was closing in on itself. And she, as an adult, had to go through it. And she was, devastated. Yeah. And so but this question is to this which is self-esteem now or later, right? It's like, it's this and that's why we all have all the feels that we know orthodonture is so important medically but also in terms of sort of later sense of self.
0: Wait, when you say medically
1: you mean because of the jaw? Yes. Talk, like can you physically. just talk about
0: that for a second?
1: Yeah, so the you know, I mean the jaw And the teeth move, I mean, the teeth move all the time. We all experience that. And then the jaw slowly remolds itself over years and years and years to accommodate the teeth. I mean, think about it. I wear now a bite guard, is this TMI? I wear a bite guard, which is like- Oh, I I
0: wear, it's called a mouth guard and my kids mock me every single night.
1: It's like, well, mine looks identical to my kid's retainer. My retainer from my childhood was a piece of metal attached to that really funky bubblegum pink yeah. shaped plastic. like the roof of your mouth plastic piece. Yeah. When we used to fashion them when we really wanted them when we were younger and didn't have them. We used to fashion them out of paper, paper clips. Oh, okay. Paper clips and frozen bubblegum. Oh, we had like a whole thing in my house. Okay. Yeah. I know I'm Vanessa's eyes. She's like, of course you were going to be a doctor. And so now both of my kids, their retainers have been a combination. They've had some retainers that look like that, but most of their retainers have actually been these, I don't want to call them plastic because they're not plastic, but they're these clear, they look like exactly like my bite guard, like your mouth guard, right? Right. So I call it a bite guard. My son calls it his retainer. It's probably the same thing. And if I haven't worn mine in a few days, it hurts. It's sore when I put it on. That's moving teeth. Your teeth move constantly in your mouth. And so now consider my friend from medical school whose teeth were moving, marching inward. She had a very narrow U-shaped jaw. And essentially she was crowding out her own mouth mm. and it was gonna cause bone issues oh, later God. in life, right? So talk about TMJ problems, Yeah. right? So there really are some, some health reasons why orthodonture is important. It's prophylactic. But that being said, The self-esteem issues are really huge. And I will start the self-esteem conversation here and ask you, you know, sort of, do you know anyone who's like this? I've always thought, well, you get through the braces and then you end up with the smile you want, right? Mm. But do you know anyone like this? I know a kid who felt that his defining feature was the space between his two front teeth. He loved the space between his two front teeth. He did not want to correct the space between his two front teeth. And so the question became, do you correct it? Okay. Or is that a self-esteem insult? Is that stripping away a little piece of identity? And the parents really struggled with how do you handle it and sort of what do the kids want now and how do they define themselves now?
0: Well, I had a space between my two front teeth. And at some point, the orthodontist jerry-rigged something. So it was basically like, bracketing the two front teeth and bringing them together, which worked and then it didn't. But fun fact, I have all four of my wisdom teeth in my mouth. You are so wise. I am not. I'm apparently very not evolved at all. So they basically, when my wisdom teeth came in, they pushed the rest of my teeth forward and pushed my two front teeth
1: together. I had a space the size of the state of California between my two front teeth. <laughs> so which is why really you had
0: braces for Forever. eight years. Yeah. But I asked my daughter, because she got her braces off and this there's this little space between her two front teeth. And we were debating. I was like, do you want to keep it? Or is it something that you don't want to have? And then we'll get you some other... There's some other thing, you know, four years later. And she said, I don't like it. It bothers me. Can we do that thing? And I said... Yes. Now very kindly, our wonderful orthodontist, because I have put four children through many years of orthodontist said, I will give it to you at cost because you have spent so much money with me. And this is like the very end and I am not going to charge you like market price. So then I was like, oh, I actually need Invisalign for my bottom teeth. (laughs) Can you let me know? What the price is for that? So yes, it gets at how do you identify? I mean, that's the other thing, Kara. And I swear we're gonna let, get to this listener question. But when when the orthodontists break down your children's mouths and like the size of their teeth and how like these are undersized, these are oversized. They're you know their jaw is too small, their palate is too small then my whole family spends all their time pointing figures at like where it comes from. And I have like the biggest effing mouth in the world, literally and figuratively. And my mother-in-law, who is like an angel sent from heaven, has the teeniest, tiniest mouth. And two of my boys got her teeny tiny palette and spent like years in palette expanders. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It comes from me. Or, or they're like those Undersized teeth on either side of your two huge front teeth. Your children get those from you. This is the orthodontist talking to me. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I'm luckily I have healthy self esteem. So you didn't just devastate me, but thank you very much. Yeah. So there's self esteem about this is me and I don't want to change it. There's self esteem about this is me and I hate it. There's self esteem about I want to look like everybody else. There's self-esteem about, I don't want to look like everybody else. I mean, it's like, it gets to the heart of how we view ourselves and what is sort of important cosmetically versus what's important health-wise versus like, you're not worried about them now, but you're worried about them down the road, you know, as the caregiver. So I don't know, where do you want to start? If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty
1: clothes. Which is why we created the Umshort: Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders, in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myumla.com. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause.
0: We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to com slash puberty, dot com slash puberty. And you can use the code puberty10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is puberty10 at bioptimizers.com/slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you.
1: Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press, pause, or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order... Go to
0: factormeals.com puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator.
1: No artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can
0: go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code PUBERTY at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them.
1: Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. I think I want to start with the now versus later piece of the puzzle as it pertains to you're going to need orthodonter. Let's mm-hmm. just take that scenario. So a kid who's going to need orthodonter who for a whole series of reasons that I cannot explain because I'm not an orthodontist, but an orthodontist could explain, you got to do it. So either you can try this, but at some point you got to do it, right? Mm-hmm. How many of us have heard that? I think for that kid, the now versus later for most of those kids, the now is easier than the later. Now, not always.
0: Well, and they say now they start younger because it's like the younger jaw is more malleable. And so it's easier for them to manipulate it Young.
1: Also, I mean, while you might feel like the only one at the moment, within months, there's a whole swell of kids who are right. in the same zone. The reason why it's not always easier right now, okay, first of all, if the now is happening when there aren't other kids at all, what mm-hmm. if you've got, I mean, you know, we talk about early bloomers and late bloomers. And one of the ways that, early bloomers present themselves as they lose their teeth earlier. They really do. They, they start losing their baby teeth and growing their adult teeth much sooner. And so the earliest bloomers may end up in orthodonture much sooner than other kids. That can feel very isolated and lonely. You may have a kid who has other issues that they're struggling with, other mental health issues. Like some kids, the extra added layer, it's like one more piece of hay on the haystack and it's too much hay. And so for that kid... maybe now is not better.
0: I was at a seventh grade theater performance and all the kids had just mouths filled with braces and you couldn't understand half of what they said, partially because they were talking so fast because they were so mortified to be on stage, but partially because there was so much saliva in their mouths from the (laughs) braces (laughs) that like you couldn't get it, but it was a room full of them. So they were all in the same boat. If it was, you know, one kid and everybody else didn't have braces yet, you know, less of a big deal.
1: And we all know from having lived our own lessons of procrastination that it is the rare decision that is better made when kicked down the road. Mm. Some There are definitely some exceptions to that rule, but in general, when we're procrastinating, we're procrastinating because we just don't want to do it and we right. don't want to do it because it's not going to be that fun to go through. And I think braces falls squarely into that category. If you've got a kid who's fighting you and they're There's nothing else going on and they're just sort of, they really just don't want to do it right now. I do think the important thing is to use your adult brain to future project, which they cannot do with their tween brain. These are usually tweens we're talking about. They really cannot imagine what it's like. They're in sixth grade and you're telling them they need braces. They are not really able to comprehend what it feels like to start braces in 10th grade, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I did have that conversation with my kids and it was kind of like somehow they were able to grasp that if they had the choice and listen, some kids don't have the choice for financial reasons, for medical reasons, but if they had the choice, they didn't want to go into high school with braces because they somehow understood that that wasn't cool. Right. However, I think my kids were really quite young. I mean, they were around this listener's, his daughter's age. They were, you know, around nine or 10 when they started. And then two of my kids <laughs> had braces through COVID. And like, we didn't go to the orthodontist for right. months and months and months. So like, they kind of lost that time period. Nothing happened. They didn't like, nothing got ruined, but nothing progressed because right. we didn't change
1: anything. Because just for those who have never had braces, for the 1% of you who have never had braces and never had someone in your house with braces, you know, it's probably not 1%. There's actually a significant number of people. These are expensive. We should talk about that. Yes. But the braces themselves don't do the work. What happens is the braces are connected by a wire and the wire gets tightened and it's the sequential tightening of the wire that slowly moves the teeth. So Vanessa, you're right. Like You're not seeing the orthodontist. The braces are sitting on there. The wire's not getting tightened. The teeth aren't moving. They're not moving back, but they're not progressing forward the way they should. We should talk about the economics of this because this is a huge piece of the orthodontic puzzle. Yes. All of this orthodonture is extraordinarily expensive and it creates a lot of stress in families. I'm going to use the lost retainer example. Oh God. I mean, it's like flushing money down the toilet every time they lose a retainer, which is the biggest argument for the permanent retainer. I got to say it is the economic choice because so long as they can keep their teeth clean enough that you're not spending on filling cavities, it really becomes an important variable to weigh. These braces cost thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Retainers cost hundreds of dollars. There's Invisalign, which, you know, I I don't know if we can take a quick little sidebar and just say Invisalign is like retainers, uh, those clear retainers and braces had a baby, Mm -hmm. right? And what happens with Invisalign is hooks are glued to the teeth. And then these clear retainer-like brackets are put on like, you you know, it's like a mouth guard or like a bite guard and you hook it into the hooks that are on the teeth. And there's a computer algorithm that has created a series of Invisalign retainers that are moving in the direction you want the teeth to move in. So it's like tightening the wire and every however many days or weeks you change your Invisalign retainer to this smaller or narrower or wider or whatever direction you're trying to go in.
0: But not every mouth can use Invisalign to move the teeth. Certain circumstances can. Number
1: one, not every mouth can do it. Number two, you think that it's expensive to lose retainers. Mm. So eating with an Invisalign is generally not recommended. What's recommended is you take your Invisalign out, you eat, you brush your teeth and you put it back in. Okay. Good luck at school. Right. right. So if they take it out because food tastes weird and it feels weird when you eat with an Invisalign, mm-hmm. what do you think the chances are that the Invisalign is gone? I, it, is, it is a source of tremendous stress in families. So the Invisalign choice sometimes seems like the easier choice because you don't see it as much, but oof, it's financially hard. Right,
0: and people opt for it because it's less noticeable. And we, I know lots and lots of adults who have gotten it and I might be included in their number, depending on how much my orthodontist is going to charge me. Um, (laughs) So that's appealing because they don't look as noticeable as metal braces. It's funny. Like I feel like kids now that they have those colored bands on braces, I sort of feel like kids are like embracing it and they get sort of funky colors and yeah. Oh my god, I can't. I've spent too much time with you that I'm punning without even noticing it. Um and you know, my kids didn't they didn't totally complain about having it. I think partially because everybody had braces around the same time so they weren't on their own. The one time that it was a little hard was for their bar and bat mitzvahs and there were like photos going to be taken that were going to last right. a lifetime and they had That's right mouths full of braces, but they didn't even complain then. I don't know. It was just like part of the adolescent journey was having braces. I want to get back to the listener question question about our 20-minute answer. Our worst job of answering a listener question. I swear we're going to cover all the bases eventually. But sometimes when kids express unhappiness with how they look, right? And he talked about hearing from his daughter and That she didn't like how it looked. And he was reassuring her and, you know, just giving her lots of love and support. Sometimes when our kids express unhappiness about how they look, we can't solve it for them and we can't reassure it away. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, it really stinks. It's like really awkward to have braces or like it feels really funny to have a retainer every day and then it, at lunch, you got to pull it out and put it in your case and everybody get like, occasionally we just have to listen and say, yeah, I get it. And acknowledge the awkwardness, the discomfort, the way we don't, they don't like how it looks or feels. And like, there's no kind of solving
1: it away. Except saying yeah, and recognizing it without reminding them of the why, sometimes that falls flat. And so... I do think it's important to always remind them of the why. Yeah, this is so hard. This is so annoying. This is so frustrating. This is so uncomfortable. This is so gross. But the reason we're doing it, and you know, they may get to a point where they're like, I know, I know why we're doing it. <laughs> I was and just they, thinking
0: of five uh, stories where my kids were
1: like, I know. Oh, but that means they're there. They've got the why and they internalize it. And you know, here's the other thing. When my kids got their braces off at their orthodontist, there's a bell that you get to ring. By the way, there was like no one else in the ortho. You get to ring the bell. It's very and like visceral. With no
0: audience. It's like if you ring the bell in a forest hysterical. and no one's there to hear it, did you yeah, actually appar- ring the bell?
1: Apparently you did. And there's this incredible, do you know the expression glow up? Yes. I love that expression. And there's like this, you're watching it happen in the I'm still waiting for mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You and me both. Um, They rang the bell and it was like both of my kids had a glow up in the moment. Like They felt amazing about themselves. And what I love about that, I also hate about that because I remember watching them watch other kids come back from that appointment. And it was like, oh, it's happening for them, but not yet for me. I think it's as the adult in their life, it's that, oh, it's just Gutting.
0: Related to that, here's a really hard part about orthodontics, which are actually very similar in some ways to puberty. You don't know exactly how long it's going to last, and you don't know when you're going to leave one stage and enter a new stage, and you don't know when it's going to be done for good. And I feel like I've spent the last decade because I've had children with orthodonture for the last decade, literally. And the questions is like, when am I getting my braces off? When do I get the retainer? How much longer do I need to wear rubber bands? And it's like on and on. And over and over, it's like, I don't know, sweetie. Next appointment will have a better sense. And then the devastation when they oh, think they're going to so tell hard. them, oh, the braces are coming off. And then they tell them, actually, you need another two months. You know, it's so hard because it's completely out of our control. It's only in our control in that we are paying somebody else to help fix it, but it's
1: not an exact science. So I think the place to land on our advice is obviously, you know, the first piece of advice is love and support your kid, right? And there may be kids for whom it's a crisis moment and you've got to figure something out. But for most kids, it's a moment that you'll get through together that they'll look back on and maybe they'll laugh. Maybe they'll just grin a little bit, Right. But this is a great one to practice managing expectations. This is a great one to start out before you even step foot in that orthodontist office saying, "I just want you to know we're we're going on a journey. I don't know what the destination is. I know what the destination is. You know, teeth that are maybe straight is the word you use, but it's really that are healthy and that are sitting in your mouth in the best possible way, right?" But I don't know how long the trip is going to be. I don't know. Like, just lay it out. And if you have a kid who's mid-orthodontist right now and you've never laid it out, I do think that is a really kind thing to do to your child. Like, hey, just checking in. I know it's been a while. I wish I knew. I have no sense. I want to realign expectations around that. Can we
0: talk for a minute about executive functioning and all of this? And we are going to have an executive functioning expert on who will give better advice than we do. However, it's a big ask of kids to do all of the things that we are requiring them to do when they have stuff in their mouth. Between turning a palate expander to remembering to put your rubber bands on to retainers in and out, to sleepovers, to camp, to college, to not losing it when you take it out of your mouth at lunch. If they Invisalign, it's changing them every week. That's a lot, a lot of expectations on a kid who doesn't necessarily have the skills to manage all of those responsibilities.
1: And who's not particularly psyched for what's happening in their mouth. Yeah, and who's ambivalent right.
0: about it. Or maybe even like in a little bit of pain and uncomfortable, right? Cause some of that shifting is not a painless right. experience.
1: So to that, Vanessa, I think the advice is very simple, which is scream at them until you <laughs> make them cower in the corner. <laughs> of course. The answer is that you don't expect them to suddenly grow this executive function Skill that they have not had before overnight when they get this hardware in their mouth, meet them where they are and then help them get to where they need to be. And they may feel a little infantilized as you Mm -hmm. do this. So you have to figure out a way to communicate it without infantilizing, but you got to meet them. I mean, you know, the cleaning of teeth that have braces glued onto them is not the same as cleaning of teeth without. And the consequences of bad breath, yellow gunk building up around, whatever it is, may mean nothing to them. They may not care about their breath. They have these big color bands that hide all the food <laughs> that is accumulated by. So you've got to meet them where they are. You've got to figure out a way to incentivize them to do what they need to do. Most of the time, this lands much better coming from the orthodontist.
0: Or an older sibling or cousin or counselor. I want to leave you with one image. It's 1989. The Kroll family is out to dinner at a restaurant called The Sports Page. My younger brother had a retainer, which he took out of his mouth and did what the orthodontist tells you to never do, which is, Cara, wrap your retainer in a napkin because it will get thrown away. And Turns out it'll get thrown away even if you don't wrap it in a napkin, but go on. Yes. Wrapped in a napkin, thrown away. And guess who had to go dumpster diving for his retainer?
1: Vanessa, I'm <laughs> adding that to your bio. I Entrepreneur. I didn't know. Writer, I didn't have to, go. Didn't dumpster have to diver. go dumpster diving.
0: <laughs> Nick had to go dumpster diving. And knowing my mom, she probably went dumpster diving too. So if your kid does something really dumb and really frustrating, Just remember, they are just kids. They're going to mess it up. It's infuriating, but just take a deep breath. It's all going to be okay. They're still alive. They're still with you. You still love them. Don't eviscerate them as much as that is tempting. They're taking a lot on physically, emotionally, executive functioning, everything. And we have to be a little bit kind and a little bit patient.
1: Thank you, Vanessa.
0: Thank you. And thanks for this beautiful question to our listener who sent it in.
1: Anyone else who has questions? We answer them. It takes us a while, but we answer them.
0: Just like it takes us a while in episode to actually answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Cara. Bye.
1: Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at the puberty podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at the at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye.